Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, Sue and I are going to talk about short-term and long-term soul contract. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today, we're going to be talking about long-term short soul contract and short-term soul contract. So we're going to give tips and uh, experiences with client and something what they are and let's get started so when i'm going to give you guys definition the short-term soul contract and the long-term short contract it's different from uh, earth life and the galactic life let's say short-term soul contract on earth which is like a short relationship like for example you date with a guy and you see him like three months and then that's short-term contract. And then long-term contract is, you know, you meet your husband and uh, happy ever after rest of your life. That's long-term contract on earth. But in galactic life, you know, galactic life is not earth, you know, short-term life. So short-term contract in galactic point of view is, you know, you meet your husband and you live one lifetime, that's short-term contract. But long-term contract is, you know, what we call, um, I don't like labeling it, but, but everybody know this term twin flame. So your first incarnation partner, your team buddy from your star life, that's a long-term contract. So let's get started. So Sue, share us about short-term and the long-term contract, soul contract from your experience and your client experience and stuff. Okay. Um, well, my, my opinion of a short-term contract is really translates to an individual in spirit that agreed to meet with you at a, per, a point in your life where you're going to experience something, a relationship or an event, um, or, you know, it could be school, it could be work. It could be pretty much anything, but you've agreed before the lifetime to meet up at a designated point in your both your lives, and you're experiencing something together, or you're having a relationship together to teach one another something or to bring about something in one another. So, for example, if an individual uh, um, wants to learn compassion, um, they may have somebody in their life that at some point in time becomes very sick and that the first individual is maybe responsible for attending to that person's illness and they have to all of a sudden um, do all this work involved with taking care of a, a sick individual and over time that can become very draining. And so the compassion, uh, the lesson of compassion comes in because instead of being angry at this person for being sick or for the additional duties that you have to have in taking care of a sick person, maybe their finances and their accommodations as well as um, you know spending time with them and that sort of thing. Um, it builds compassion and it builds it for yourself as well when when you're attending to a sick person because you have to be compassionate of your own self as well as the sick individual that you're attending to so that's a short-term contract because 
Well, I mean, it could be a long term. I mean, an individual uh, has a child, for example, with special needs. That could be uh, for the viewer. So, um, the short term contract in this example could be, you know, uh, this person got so tired and decided to hire home care nurse, and uh, you happen to be this nurse. So you decided to take care of this person for six months. That's also a short-term contract. Mm -hmm. By learn, uh, showing compassion by doing your profession as a nurse. So that's something I can And also, you what about long-term contract? Long-term contract, um, I believe, is when two souls decide that they're going to meet at a certain point in life. And it may not be in the beginning of life, it could be anywhere um, in the life, but uh, generally it's, it, it is uh, once they meet, they stay together um, throughout the life. Um, not necessarily always until they both die, but generally speaking, a long-term contract, it, it, it is meant, there's enough lessons that they're going to learn together by um, balancing each other out and um, you know whatever they've decided to experience that it's it's going to take a protracted amount of time to to go ahead and work on those lessons together so that it's, it's more of a lifetime thing so usually long-term contracts involved with more complicated lesson that which is a lot more challenge so let's say family members, you know, you, you're not going to really get out of family relationship. It's very hard to get out. So you're there for life because they are your blood family. You can divorce your husband, another, no, family. You can divorce husband, but you cannot divorce your family, no matter how they are. You gotta, you gotta stay with them for life, no matter how incompatible your family member is. Right? So that's a, a long-term contract that you and uh, whichever the family member decided to make because whatever the lesson or lessons uh, you guys trying to learn is not simple. It's like it could be um, forgiveness. That, that's not the easy things to do. You know, it takes whole life or two lives or three lives to go through depends on the situation. The only thing I would disagree with you about is that sometimes um, it's advisable in, in, in learning self-love, even if it is a family member, to separate from somebody that is not being kind to you, that is, is constantly making you feel like garbage about yourself. I mean, just from personal experience, I've had to do that. And it's not fun. It's not wonderful, but um, it was a long-term contract. I mean, I was with this person, you know, 49 years of my life. Um, got to a point where I had to say, I love myself enough to not want to be around this person anymore. And as painful as that is, um, I learned the lesson, <laughs> you know, I got it. But um, so that's the only way I would disagree with you on family members. Um, just because their blood doesn't mean we got to stay with them. Um, well, and, staying you know, with them doesn't mean we have to meet them and be with them. We can have a comfortable distance. Like, for example, yeah. We are yeah, there's all kinds of, you don't have to just cut somebody out of your life. I mean, yeah, like, I, you can, I did that. Like, once a year or something like that. Uh, yeah. You still 
have some kind of con contact like every few years you send email like a christmas card or whatever so you can completely cut family member off that's what i'm talking about depends on their situation oh i disagree i did i cut this family member out for my own protection but you know that's after 49 years so that's why i'm saying you and i just have a little bit of a disagreement about that but um you know there's different levels uh like you said erica really important to mention i mean if you have a family member that is not um, someone you want to spend a lot of time with. I mean, there's so many different degrees of setting your boundaries and how much time you're willing to spend. So I think that's really valid. Um, just because I decided for myself that I didn't want this family, you know, I tried, I tried for 49 years. It just wasn't going anywhere. So I finally, you know, cut ties. Um, and I think that's okay. That might be a part of your lesson to cut tie completely. Right. See, that could have been part of the, the contract, but it was long term. So mm -hmm. I, I want to emphasize that it wasn't like a teacher that came into my life and changed my opinion of myself. I did have that. I had a music teacher that was really tantamount to me um, feeling comfortable with music. My first music teacher scared the crap out of me and I didn't learn how to read music. I only played music by ear. The second one that came in and he, I had him for two years. He was a short-term contract. He was the one that helped me to understand that I had talent and that I could read music and that I didn't have to worry about mis making mistakes. So the difference between this individual that I'm talking about in my life that I cut ties with, that's a long-term contract. That's somebody, you know, and, and I don't think it's a horrible thing when you get to a point with anybody, whether it's family or not, where you say, you know, we tried, we really tried. We did every, you know, Dolores Cannon talked about this in the quantum healing hypnosis technique. We tried, we really tried. And, um, you know, I love you, you love me. I wish you the best. And then it's sort of a cord cutting, you know, sort of a, a release of contract. So I was wondering if you could talk about how you know when the contract's over, Erica. Yeah, um, this is a really important subject to talk about. Uh, let's start out from a short time contract. So when we have a short-term contract, like, uh, you know, it could be like a relationship doesn't last too long or you thought this is a guy and you dated a few months and it turned out to be he's not the one, you know, or it could be like, you know, you guys uh, met this friend and then you kind of got along for first few years then something happened and you don't talk to each other, you know, ever again like a lot of things happens but when short-term contract you know you still have a feelings toward this person or could be attachment or whatever it is so it's very important to recognize what this is so let's clarify when especially when you're having short-term contract because it's a short term how do we recognize it the signs and how we let go so we're gonna uh, move on to other steps that whom we are supposed to meet, you know, in next relationship or whatever, like next lesson. So, a lot of times when we are uh, meeting this, uh, what you're gonna call it, ending point with this person, a lot of people don't wanna let that person go or feel like, okay, there's something I can do about this. But when you look around and see um, ending is inevitable 
and then when you try to hold on to it or fixing it and making stuff happen things get worse and worse and worse that's a sign can you add something sue about this oh sure um you know i think within relationships there's a feeling as we talked about in the past in your body and in your mind your thoughts and your emotions so body mind emotion right and if there's something consistently going on with those three things it's 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 your higher self telling you it's done and fighting that conclusion of the relationship only brings like you said more pain or more difficulty and so it's it's really being honest with yourself and there are many many people that do not want a relationship to end and I, you know i keep going back to this topic but it's really important because of the children and i would say the children know that it's not right they feel it okay because they're getting that body mind emotion thing too they want they're watching mom and dad they're seeing everything that's going on you're not fooling them by pretending so you know really important i think don't you erica yeah that's important like especially you know this you want to hold on to this relationship comes from a childhood trauma or could be a childhood how you are treated by your parents and you may have a trauma bond or you may have all these kind of uh, energetic issues from your past lives so mm -hmm. you know this is why sue and i do uh, past life regressions to help out our clients because it's not just about childhood trauma you know sure. but when you're holding on to this energetic stuff psychological stuff so tightly unconsciously you don't even know why you're really holding on to you know and once you clear all this out you know by getting help from us then you have finally having some sort of clarity that what you can actually do step by step to move forward your life i'm really glad you mentioned the past life connection because i think a lot of people um aren't able to link into that so easily um i know i wasn't until i was actually regressed and um i can just share very quickly personally uh mm -hmm. my father and i we had a long-term contract and um we had to experience the opposite side of the of what we were doing for one another so for example as a child i had a lot of trauma uh especially around my mother and my father was always the one to protect me, to guide me, to give me the um, the important roadmap for moving forward, for growing and becoming an adult. And so that my father played that role for me. And at the end of his life, the last five years, I was his caretaker. And as he became, uh, as he had dementia, started having dementia from the vascular issues, um, I had to deal with my father more as a child or a teen, you know, an adolescent rather than this brilliant man that I had grown up with all my life. So there's a resolution, there's the balance of our karmic relationship and our life con you know, our life contract because it was in force until he died. And um so 
that wasn't ending until death, okay? But um, when you're in a relationship, like my other family member, I had many, the one that I don't see anymore, many, many years of trying and effort on my part to please this person, to be the person that she thought I should be, all these other things. I finally got to a level of such pain where I had to say, you know what? I care enough about myself to just start being me and accepting me for who I am. Yes, I do hypnosis. Yes, I believe in multiple lives. Yes, all these things. This person thinks it's all a bunch of malarkey and would criticize me and hurt me um, by being disloyal, uh, talking behind my back to other family members and, you know, just generally making me feel like poo about myself. I finally said, you know what, that's it. So that was a long-term contract that ended naturally because I paid attention to how I felt. And I wonder if something similar to that. It's very important to pay attention to how you feel because it seems like that lesson for you is one, standing up for yourself. And then plus, um, what you're going to call it, respecting yourself and your need and giving yourself self-love. Because part of self-love could be tough love that if your family member or your friend is not honoring who you really are, what are you going to do? Are you going to pretend who you are not, keep on making them happy, or you be who you are? So sometimes you do have to cut your tie from this person, right? I did yeah. the same thing with my close friend, and then, you know, uh, we are friends now again, and because that's, you know, how it is. But because she has changed and uh, stuff like that. But like, you do have to respect how you feel and sometimes no matter how close the person is, you have to honor yourself over how you wanna make other people happy, you know? That's very mm -hmm. important. That's like a part of our development as a person, a soul, and a degree of self-love. Do you think that all of the boyfriends that we ever had before we came to the relationship we are now, do you think that those were all short-term contracts and it yeah. was, and the only purpose for them was to help us delineate what we want and how we want to be treated? Well, it depends on like the lesson, you know, like each of us do have a different lessons or by going through the relationship, we realize who we are more or what we don't want so let's say if we you know i i had a couple of person who are not i don't even call them a bo boyfriend that's a date you know yeah we had a couple of outings together and that was it you right know, these people you just uh, meet each other and see how it goes and then you do learn the lesson right you do learn how to listen to your instinct, you do learn how to listen to, okay, he looks good on paper, but I think he's for real, this kind of person, like, you know, not someone you want to be with. And you try to uh, start to listen to your instincts and the gut feelings more than, you know, uh, listening to what other people say, oh yeah, he seems really nice. Like he has, you know, this job and he looks good and blah, blah. You know, that's part of the lesson too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I told my sons, I said, you know, every person you date, whether they, whether your heart's broken or not at the end of it, when it ends, just look at it as a blessing because you have the ability now to say, 
these are the things I definitely want and will put up with in a, in a relationship. I don't say put up with, but I mean, this is what I want in a relationship and this is definitely what I don't want. And so you thank that person for giving you the, the, the example and the lesson, you know, and, and you don't have to, it also teaches us how to say goodbye, right? Oh yeah. Um, it's not easy. We don't have to hold on to it. And then even for the boyfriend who, only been with like few years right um those people are short-term contract people of course yes. you need like a more significant lesson for each other than date you know right. <laughs> that's why you are together for a few years so it is meaningful and then you gave gift to each other let's say me and my catalyst um he came into my life so he can show who he is and he's showing what how being authentic is because i wasn't i wasn't really sure what that is i wasn't spiritual i wasn't really sure what being free free you know is all about you know like listening to your heart i was listening to my mind i was listening to my thought i was listening to how everything is should be or what other people say and he was completely opposite from that yeah. and then he broke all of my all the paradigm just being himself because i loved him so much and then i wanted to be like him so i became like him while i was going out with him and that was a few years and then that was a short-term contract for you know contract was i think he's preparing me to you know get ready for my own twin flame relationship because he has to do that role and nobody else could do that role because he was that free Mm -hmm. You know, I think even a short-term contract could be bumping into somebody in a grocery store and having a conversation like this person you've never known and something they say has just rocked your freaking world like it opened you up somehow. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, years and, and you know, it could be one incident. Uh, yeah. And, um, so I think there's an important thing to talk about, which is trust and knowing, like we said earlier, when something feels right and, and it just, you know, you all of a sudden maybe have an, an urge to go talk to somebody that you don't even know that like, you're just drawn to like, you know, all of a sudden you're just drawn together. First one minute you're on this end of the room, next minute you're next to this person and you're talking to one another. That was meant to happen and you have to trust that. And, and that was something, you could look at and say, what, what was this about? If you don't know right away, it, it's something to consider. And then, um, as you what said, about ending a long-term contract, how are we going to let that go? And a lot of times long-term contract is more of ending this contract by death. You know, like for example, um, you know, my own example is my parent, like my dad died when I was 11. And that was end of the contract. And then he was uh, teaching me, um, he was very comfortable with being himself, very confident. And he, he's a natural leader. So he always told me to be who I am. But, you know, at the age of 11, you don't even know what that is. So you couldn't really fully observe what he was saying, you know. But the 
point is when sometimes long-term contract ends when a lot of times the other person die. You know, it could be divorce, like let's say if you've been together for 10, 20, 30 years, then the time comes and you feel like you're no longer, um, you know, you're kind of outgrown. So you feel like you want to move on to other, you know, relationship because, you know, you're more spiritual, let's say, that's just an example, and then your husband isn't, you know. <laughs> Sometimes that happens, you know, I hear that from my girlfriends as well. And then that's an end of a long-term contract as well when you are together with the person, like, not few years, but years, you know. What about, and then when that comes, it's like a extremely um, painful, and you have to go through grieving period. But like you know, have to accept this ending. You know, uh, what, what what about you, Sue? What's your tips about how to end a long term contract? Um, well, first of all, I think that how we look at a situation is going to dictate how we experience the situation. So, for example, um, and I know this is not like mainstream, but. My husband and I have a long-term contract. I think we're supposed to be together in this life, but we also have an agreement that if it comes to a point where it's not working for one or the other, we, we're going to say it to each other, and we're going to say, I, I love you, but I need to move on. And so, yeah, there's going to probably be some pain involved in that, but there has to be maybe a respect for that other person. So. This is the way we have decided. So every day that we stay together, that's a choice, not just because we have rings on our fingers, okay? Mm -hmm. So perception. Um, if you can have a conversation with that individual without defenses, without trying to decide who's wrong, there's never anybody that's wrong unless there's abuse or neglect or something of that nature. Um, but you know, it takes two to tango is what I'm saying. So yeah. it takes two um, to have a healthy relationship. And if one or the other is not working, that's okay, but we're still not gonna call it blame. We're going to say, this is a natural time for the relationship to come to its conclusion. And then you gotta do a lot of self-care, okay? Yeah no longer um and i don't think anybody should be responsible for anybody else's mental health anyway um we we are responsible for that so if that person if you've been taking care of that person there's your lesson okay your long-term contract lesson which is you're coming to a point where you're understanding that that's not your role anymore you let that person go with love and now you bring it into yourself and you take care of yourself yeah, you can be other person's Jesus, okay? That is my uh, lesson as well. I have learned recently. Um, you, you are there to serve you. Sounds selfish because, yeah, you know, our parents say, oh, think about other people. But the bottom line is you have to take care of yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to be like a good top-notch condition physically, psychologically, emotionally and then live your life fully, that's your responsibility. And then when you try to take care of your partner and mothering them or, you know, you are emasculating your partner, okay? They, they know how to take care of themselves eventually, even though it doesn't seem like a, 
they're doing a good job or you know <laughs> you gotta trust your partner well and that's their lesson isn't it um if they've been relying on you to take care of them and uh it's time for you to go then they're gonna have to learn how to take care of themselves you know if, they, if, if you're talking about a male or a female that's become overly dependent on having a partner and and doesn't know how to give what they need to themselves emotionally physically financially all of that there's their lesson you yeah know, you still have to move on everybody it's very do important it. to be independent and then interdependent instead of codependent so you know when you feel like okay i have to take care of this person only person you need to take care of is you know besides yourself kids need to be taken care of until certain yeah. age because you cannot just uh, you know tell your kids like a little kids like you you gotta be independent no right well that's a contract you, you sign up for to take care of them until they're able to do it themselves yeah. but also think about the lesson in that is um your children watching you make those decisions that are empowering self-empowering that's a lesson you're giving them a gift yes and then Rather than staying in a relationship that isn't working that's not a, a very nice thing for them to see and experience spiritually physically emotionally or mentally um it's so much better for them to see you move on but yeah of course you have to take care of the kids until they can do it themselves but you're showing them the best example possible by moving on and doing what's right for you and then that's once you show you know tell them how teach them how to take care of themselves you have to watch them how they do it without like you know <laughs> putting all control like oh this is not how you do it do this let them learn let them make mistakes and then let them um you know honor how they think like uh cultivate their way of thinking so once they know how to think they can solve their problems instead of asking them how to solve their problems in our own way right they have to they have to follow their own soul contract so no matter what we think is right for them we have to encourage them to follow their inner calling and their inner guidance um and so that's really valuable to mention you know this is a topic that's so big we could go on and on about it um yeah. but i would just suggest for myself um my favorite author author on this topic is robert schwartz he did uh, your soul's gift and your soul's plan as well as a couple of other books um that i found extremely valuable in in garnering insight as to why especially some really tedious um kind of situations like incest like what would be the soul contract there i mean there's a big taboo subject right or um for me was helpful the caregiving chapter in uh, your soul's gift because i as i told you i was a caregiver so that really gave me some great insights um do you have anybody that you felt was um a pioneer in the understanding soul contracts uh no really because my guide told me to um talk to them so uh, first seven years i only talked with my archangels and uh, jesus so it wasn't really uh, learning from books and learning from other people because they told me they do have their own filters so first um talk with them and then when i'm ready i can start you know what looking at the stuff or reading books um so I wasn't really going to spirituality stuff through books and the stuff. Um, 
you know, because they told me to cultivate myself through conversation. I was, you know, lucky that I'm a clear audience, so I can speak with my guide just like I'm speaking with Sue, you know, right here, right now. So, you know, but yeah, so I don't have anybody particular, but what I can tell you guys is always, always, always listen to your heart because your heart is connected to your multi-dimensional selves as who you are, to your divine self, to your spiritual team, to your higher self. So your heart, your soul desire never uh, steer you to wrong direction. Always, always pay attention to your heart, your soul, and then listen. Yep, I agree completely. Yeah. So we're going to see you guys next week and uh, we're going to bring a lot more different interesting topics and uh, see you guys next Friday. Thank you so much for watching, listening. Please share, like, subscribe. Thank you so much, Sue. Thank you, Erica. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay. I don't see my owl, so I have to... Stop recording. Okay. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you guys next Friday. Bye.